welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I made that up. I did not. Well, the second half, maybe the first wasn't original, but no such thing as a new idea, is there? It is the 25th of April, 2023, and you are listening to the I'll Marry You, a UK wedding podcast with me, Olivia Coleman. Can you tell that I've been mostly on my own today? I've not spoken to many humans. This is the issue, you see. So I get in my head and I go on Instagram and I read lovely messages from lovely people. And then I I believe the hype. I believe I am something. Do you see? Do you see? I'm not making any sense. Do you understand? I had a wonderful inquiry today from someone who who would listen to the podcast. People listen. You, you listen, don't you? How strange. Still totally baffles me that people uh, listen to it. But I had this inquiry today, which is actually the third or fourth I've had in the last couple of weeks from someone who is engaged and is listening to the podcast for that very reason, not because I'm a celebrant. So the podcast came before the celebrancy. Um, and, and now because of my podcast and my explaining what a celebrant is and what it means to have a celebrant ceremony, they are coming to me to do their ceremony. How amazing is that? And one of them I'm I'm booked for. So I said, like, don't let that put you off. You know, just the fact that you're even considering having a celebrant led ceremony is just the best news ever because it is the most amazing decision you could possibly make for your wedding. So how wonderful is that? So I'm so excited, not only that people are actually listening to me, but they're also enjoying it. And it's also helping them um, discover this new way of getting married, which is just the best. Anywho, I hope you've had a wonderful week. I just want to tell you a little bit about the wedding I had at the weekend because it was absolutely joyful. So I've actually done three weddings this year, 2023 already, um, but I suppose they were sort of scattered between January and mid-April and so it didn't really feel like the season had begun and you know how I love to refer to the season. So the season (laughs) began I suppose this weekend because I had a wedding um, Saturday just gone and it really sort of marked the beginning of the madness and I think all other suppliers can agree with me when I say April, May time is when it really kicks up a gear and you go from sort of crazy admin phase into the actual events. And it's just one after the other after the other. I politely told my husband yesterday that um, essentially my relationship is on hold with him because I have no time for this marriage. You know, I, I have I have to make time for other people's marriages. And I think he took that well. He was asleep when I told him and I told him inside my own head, but internally the conversation went down a real storm. So I think he is totally understanding of my career choice and completely responsive to the concept of solo parenting every weekend from now until October. 
So I had this wedding on Saturday and it was so wonderful. It was close by, which is a real treat for me because I do tend to travel quite far and wide. Um, but this was only about 20 minutes away from home, which was really nice because it meant I could actually do shit in the morning, you know. And I didn't have to spend sort of the, the hour I had between waking up and leaving, putting my slap on because that's how long it takes. You, in fact, you know, the scientists or philosophers who penned, who coined this phrase were wrong. You can, in fact, polish a turd. Because that's what I refer to as putting my makeup on, polishing a turd. So I had plenty of time to do that and even got some family bonding time in. Still managed to put my slap on and curl my hair, which is saying something. And and jet off to this to this local wedding. And it was absolutely wonderful. I was very excited about it because it marked the beginning of the season. And I wonder how many times I can get that phrase in. Um, but also, it, you know, like all my couples, they are a gorgeous, gorgeous couple. And I had seen them in person uh, not that long ago. So it was all sort of fresh in my mind. And it was going to be a really classic British garden at home wedding, which is the kind of wedding I suppose I'm most familiar with having grown up in the countryside where a lot of my friends and family would get married at home. That's the vibe that I'm used to. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, for example, you know, it's in a, it's in their garden and the, there's no flooring to the marquee. It's all very higgle piggle dee. Uh, am I drunk or is it the flooring? Is it both? Who knows? That's the kind of wedding I like. So I got there and um, everyone was parking in the field, you know, absolutely classic. Um, I, I just remembered there were some lovely young people dressed in high vis directing the guests down the farm track to the house. And the second one stopped me and he said, are you a guest? And I felt like saying, no, I'm, I'm a llama. Like, what are you? Of course, I'm a bloody guest. But I didn't because, you know, I reigned that sass in on a wedding day. And I said, well, no, I'm working. I'm working. Olivia, Olivia Coleman, if you'd like to check your folder. He didn't have one. Um, and he said, right, okay. And I said, I know that everyone else is parking in this field, but I think probably because I'm working, you know, because I'm a celebrant, because I'm Olivia Coleman, I should probably um, park at the house, probably in the marquee, if I'm honest. I didn't say all that, but I said, I'm important. Let me go through. And he said, yeah, all right. So that was fine. So I went on through and I was very excited because I knew a lot of the suppliers already. Their catering was done by the fabulous Peter Vaughan, Vaughan's Catering. They're based in Wiltshire. They are absolutely amazing. I actually recommended them to this couple um, because I just think they're fabulous. And they do they do all sorts of different styles. But something that they do really well is sort of the um, sharing style, family style feasting. So lots of really fresh, singy, colourful salads and these fabulous meats and fish dishes. And they do a huge range of, um, of vegan options and vegetarian options and Peter himself comes out and sort of um, explains each dish as it comes out onto the table. So it's a really like immersive experience when you have him as your caterer. So I was really excited to see him. I'm also working with him again in June. So that was nice. So I said hello to him straight away. Um, and then I went and said hello to the lady in charge from Melt Productions. So they're based also near me in Wiltshire and Chippenham. And they are a brilliant, brilliant team. They do everything god they do loads they do corporate they do charity stuff they do loads of community work and they also do weddings so they were doing kind of everything really they were running the day they had set up the bar they had bought in decor so they also offer a hiring um 
side to their business and they all the staffing and all that jazz the lighting they they do loads and loads of all different things they really tick so many boxes and they're just fab to work with so that was really nice so i saw those guys i've worked with them before and then i went upstairs to see the bride oh my god god did she look good i mean she's attractive anyway and if i'm honest even the ugly ones look good on their wedding day because they're happy <laughs> And I think I've said it before, at the risk of sounding like a total bitch, not that many people are ugly, but some people are, aren't they? Let's be honest, some people are. But even on your wedding day, you look beautiful. However, this bride, beautiful anyway, like one of those annoyingly naturally beautiful people, you know, who just, you look at them with no makeup on, sort of just clambering out the ocean and they look just really fresh and, and, and oh, just really pretty. She's just really pretty. I'm just imagining her her face she's just really pretty and she'd had her hair and makeup done she got her dress on and she just looked absolutely gorgeous wavy hair really natural makeup quite a fitted dress very long with sort of a lace pattern and, and sort of lace beading hanging over her shoulders and a really long train and she just looked absolutely gorgeous and the bridesmaids looked beautiful in like a sage silk dress each um and it was wonderful they were all so happy they had the fizz going and it was just a really fun atmosphere and then i met the photographer who p.s i'm in love with some people you know you just meet them and you're like oh this is oh we're gonna get on oh we're gonna have some fun that is what it was like meeting lizzie from shoot it mama i instagram stalked her that morning so i had an idea that we would become firm friends very quickly had i had no idea that we would fall in love so fast she is sensational so much fun um instantly connected and were on the same wavelength so that was instantly i was like brilliant this is going to be a really fun wedding and i can tell because I always say to people, when you book a photographer, make sure you like them as a person and make sure they feel, make you feel relaxed and have fun because then they're going to get the best photos, right? And I could tell that instantly. As soon as I walked up to see the bride, I was like, oh, you guys are all having fun. And she's a big part of that. So that was brilliant. Um, and then I went downstairs and in the marquee was a fabulous pianist. <laughs> you know, I love the word pianist because it sounds like penis you know and um called rich and he was fair and he was tinkering tingling the ivories wasn't he another one of my favorite phrases and that was lovely as the guests were sort of coming into the marquee it was an old school marquee it had the poles in the middle and um again uneven flooring which i enjoy and the most gorgeous flowers and um so alongside rich was aaron who is the event illustrator on instagram now he is fan bloody tastic i have done a wedding with him before and i thought oh my god he's amazing the wedding i did with him last summer i was actually coordinating the whole event and when they said when they had on their call sheet that they had an artist i thought oh bugger me another caricaturist great this guy not a caricaturist he is an artist like he is amazing he basically sets up his little easel and that, that sounded really patronizing i don't mean like that like it's physically small um and he does watercolors he does watercolors of like the ceremony setup and the marquee and then he does the guests in watercolor behave come on he paints the guests so later on after the ceremony everyone went off for a group shot i was about to leave and he was like come and pose because i can't sit still for five minutes so he painted me painted me like a french girl i did actually say that to him 
Because you know I'm me, I have no filter. So he's like, how do you want to stand? I was like, I want you to paint me like one of your French girls. And then I got, Nate. no, I didn't. Um, and he is so good. And it's like a really fun idea because then the guests have something to take away. So don't waste money on wedding favours. No time for it. But getting someone in like that is genuinely unique entertainment throughout the wedding day and evening and gives the guests something to take away with them as a keepsake. And he like prints the date and the name of the couple as well. So it was so nice to see him. He is so wonderful. I'm actually gonna get him on a future podcast episode because he's got a lot of opinions, <laughs> which I enjoy, um, and a lot of experience. And he's seen a lot and done a lot. And he's just, he's a really, really lovely person, but also just crazy talented. So the whole team of suppliers were were wonderful and it just it was such a joyful experience it was lovely i knew that they wanted the ceremony to be super relaxed and super chilled and it helped that they were like that it helped that the whole setup the feeling the vibe you know the fact that it was at their home um that it was all sort of really beautiful but done in a really sort of down to earth like rust it wasn't even rustic it was just really natural. I want to say organic, but that makes me sound like a bit of a twat, doesn't it? But that's what it was like. Um, and it was just really lovely. It was just really joyful and lovely. And the ceremony kicked off and they were both very nervous. And I think she said to me afterwards that as soon as I started speaking, she relaxed, which is not something I hear from my husband very often. Um, but it was so nice because I could tell they were both nervous. And I just sort of, you know, I always say to my couples, beforehand if they're nervous like just don't don't think about it just look at me look at them just it, we're just having a chat we're just having a chat it's just us three you don't have to turn around you don't have to see everyone like just take your time it doesn't matter if you make a mistake or you know you fumble on your words or you drop the rings or whatever it doesn't matter like everyone is here to support you and because they love you so no one's willing you to make a mistake um and it was just because of that it was just beautiful there were a lot of jokes. It was a very lighthearted ceremony. Um, and there were a lot of stories and it was just wonderful. It really, really was wonderful. And then after the ceremony, um, so actually towards the end, they had, right at the end, they had a song. And a lot of people ask me about that. And um, I always say to them that I think it's a really fun thing to do, but it depends on a lot of factors. One being the song choice, two being the type of guests you have, and three, the accompaniment, because I think that it's a much it's it's more likely to uh, succeed if you have live music rather than just a backing track on a PA system. And because they had the pianist, <laughs> they, it worked a treat and they did Can't Take My Eyes Off Of You. It was so fun because everyone got involved. You know, when you go, da na 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 it was brilliant. I was stood at the front just looking at all the hundred plus of them singing along. Um, it was so fun. And then sort of they, that song finished. And then as Rich was tingling the ivories again, I sort of announced them, you know, husband and wife, woo, big cheer. And it was just, it was so happy. It was so, so happy. Um, and then a little, a little added bonus on a personal note was that after the ceremony, I was chatting to the photographer and someone settled up behind me with a little stroke. And I thought, hey, up, luck's in. Turned around and saw an old friend of mine, literally someone I grew up with, I've not seen for a, a few years, but I've known him his entire life. My mum's his godmother. And, and he was one of the guests. He knew Liam, the groom. Complete, what a small world. Completely... Um, chance complete chance complete fate I had no idea he was going to be there so it was really lovely to see him and I said to him I'm glad I knew you were here after the ceremony because I would have been super nervous 
to think that someone who knows me, you know, from before would be in the audience before I started the ceremony. So that was just a really lovely buzz. He texted my mum to let him to let to let her know that he was there. He was like, what is she going to say? Um, but it was really wonderful. And I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave, but I had to. And then I always I do that thing. You know me. I go home after a wedding and I'm filled with the adrenaline and the happiness of the day. So I have a couple of wines, don't I? And then I have to stop myself from messaging them, you know, because they're still very much in the thick of their wedding. Um, but the best thing was, and I had hoped this would happen because the morning of the wedding, I woke up at half bloody 4am and was messaging the bride at 5am because we were both up with the lark. So I'd hoped this would happen, but she messaged me the morning after her wedding. What time is it? 7.01am. 7.01am. And actually, I haven't asked her permission, but I'm just going to read to you a little bit of what she said. So just out of the blue, messaged me the morning after her wedding and she said... I literally can't thank you enough for yesterday. It was the most fun ceremony we could have ever asked for or imagined and just exactly, exactly what we wanted. It got the day off to the best start and that was because of you. You balanced the fun and the emotion so perfectly. Honestly, the amount of people that were speaking to us yesterday saying how much they loved you and how it was the best ceremony they'd ever been to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? I can't tell you. It's, it was just the most wonderful, wonderful day. And I had an absolute ball. So I wanted to talk to you today briefly about um, the upcoming season. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting you all to be going to 40 plus weddings in the next six months. That would be absurd. But it depends on your age, but I do find, and I'm sure you found yourself, that you get to a point in life where you have a, a summer or two or even three where all you bloody do is go to weddings because you're of an age where everyone's getting married and it's just one after the other after the other. So maybe for you, this is also the beginning of your wedding season. And so I wanted to talk to you about what I think it takes to be the ideal wedding guest. First of all, RSVP. OK, I don't care if it's your daughter getting married or your cousin or your best friend and your maid of honour, RSVP. It's only polite. I can't tell you. And every single time there are people who don't and there are people who don't RSVP on time. Always set your RSVP date way earlier than you think you'll need it. And I, I would put all the money in the world on you having to chase people. So please, 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 if you have an RSVP, whether it's an email or just send a text, if they have included, if they've gone to the time and, and effort and energy and frankly the cost to include an RSVP card and a pre-stamped envelope, and that ain't cheap these days, you must have the decency to respond. You've got, you've got to let them know. You've got to let them know officially. So rule 101, the first thing that you must do when you are invited to a wedding is let them know whether you are going or not. Respond to the RSVP. Also read the bloody invitation. I've had people before who've turned up to weddings with a plus one and their plus one was not invited. That happens more than you'd think. Or they turned up with their children and their children weren't invited. Nothing worse. Luckily, the children could have like a cheese sandwich, you know, that you get from the house that runs the venue. It's hard, hard push to do that to a plus one. Can you imagine? Oh, this is my long-term partner, Margaret, who wasn't invited. Would you mind chicken goujons and peas while everyone else has lamb shank? 
Margaret's not going to appreciate that, is she? It's going to be pretty obvious that Margaret shouldn't be there. Think about it. Read the invitation. Secondly, when you go, there are rules. When you go to the wedding, there are rules. Be on time. Please be on time. I, when I talk to people about ceremonies, I always say, what time have you booked the ceremony for? And they'll say, two. And my next question is always, what does the invitation say? What is the wording on the invitation? Because if you've said ceremony at two, then you have to be aware that they will start arriving from one, maybe. If you said arrival at one, they will be arriving between one and quarter to two. So then your ceremony's at two. Like you have to you have to think about, you have to treat people like they're idiots. You have to think about how you word it. And however it's worded to you, please arrive on time. It's just respectful. Um, and what you don't want to happen, which does happen so often, is to arrive as the bride or groom are entering the ceremony. It, it happened to me, actually. I won't mention who arrived that late, but they have been a guest at the pod on the podcast. <laughs> and they arrived, they like ran into the church as I was about to walk in. And it's so awkward because also you don't want, you know, speaking as a bride, you don't want people to see you before the big reveal, you know? So it's really important that you're on time. When I go to a ceremony for work, I'm always so early, like, I leave early so that even if I get there, I can then go off and like have a coffee or sit in my car for half an hour or whatever. To be honest, it's just time on my own. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll say to my husband, oh, the ceremony starts at 10 a.m., babe. Soz starts at 3 p.m. Do you know what I mean? Hit Zara up first, maybe go Primark. So always arrive on time. It's It just delays everything else and it's just disrespectful if you're late. So just like on that vein, like pre-plan everything so look at the venue look at where it is look do you need accommodation pre-plan it and sort it out yourself D the bride and groom the groom the groom the bride the bride the couple the couple do not need your stress they might have gone to the effort of um explaining some local options of accommodation and transport and that's really kind of them they've made suggestions but also you're a big girl you're a big boy you can sort it out so pre-plan your accommodation pre-book your taxis I cannot stress that enough. When I worked at the venue, it was sort of in the middle of nowhere and people would not pre-book their taxis. And nine times out of 10, it would end up with the staff taking home some of the guests. Literally, you, you gotta pre-book it. And if they say like last dance at 11.30 or carriages at midnight, don't book it for afterwards. Don't be like, oh, they say that, but it'll still be going on. It won't be. Steve, it won't be. So you book that taxi for before the end of the night. And don't forget about it. There's <laughs> nothing worse, is there? When you go out and you're like, are you, are you here for me? No, because, you know, that's what people sound like when they book taxis. You're here for me. Um, so pre-plan all that. Think about the timing. Think about how long it's going to take you to get there. You know, if you've got a nice dress, you're going to want to think about steaming it, wearing it in the car, when you're going to do your hair, makeup, all that jazz. Make, make a thing of it. But whatever you do, pre-plan how you're going to get there and what time you're going to get there. Um, bring a card. At the very least, bring a card. People, um, quite often now, they don't have guests, uh, gift lists. Or if they do, it's all done online. So you don't necessarily take an actual physical gift. That's fine. But do take a card. 
do sign it and do take it on the day because that's just a really nice thing like no one's going to hate you for it but that's a really nice thing to actually for them to open the next day when they wake up you know hung over to hell and feeling very jaded but happy they want to go through all that stuff um so definitely bring a card and if there is a gift that you can take don't forget it but also if it's a gift of cash <laughs> the, the favorite of all my gifts then make sure they have somewhere for you to put it don't just leave it on the side because you know an envelope of cash is is honey to a bee isn't it honey to a bee um if you've got any last minute questions if you suddenly get stuck in traffic and you're going to be late if the hotel floods if, if you get a flat tire all these kind of things remember and i say this with all the love in the world you are not special today is not about you so do not text the groom five minutes before his partner's about to walk down the aisle saying i've got a flat tire mate do you know any local garages like he doesn't care she doesn't care they do they do not care because it is about them it is not about you however much you love them and they love you however close you are it's not about you you're not special so if you like if there's something you have to tell them then maybe phone the venue that's a really good idea if you've got something like that then phone the venue so someone knows or if you've got the number of a bridesmaid or a groomsman, message one of them. Again, they're probably not going to have their phone on them there and then, depending on what's going on at the wedding. But at least you're bothering someone else rather than the couple in question. I'm just reading my list of points. I actually wrote down points for this podcast. So I'm sort of, you know, prepared. Last minute questions, pre-planned, but sure. If something goes wrong when you're there, then again, don't bother the couple. Because they don't, they will care and they shouldn't have to that's one of the reasons why i always say to people that they should definitely have an event coordinator on the day is because there needs to be someone that you can bother but it doesn't need to be the couple i went to a wedding once and it was one of my best friend's wedding and i didn't have a seat and they'd obviously just cocked up the table plan they just left my my name off the table plan i did that really twatty thing where i was like um, I called called over the event manager at the time and I was like, look, you know, I work in the industry, so I know these things can happen. However, <laughs> um, and I was just sort of, I was stood there and I could see the bride looking at me like, what's, what's she doing? Why isn't she sitting down? So I just went downstairs to the bar and waited until they had arranged, rearranged the seats and put a seat in for me because I wasn't going to make it obvious that something had gone wrong. Like the, the couple didn't need to know about that. They didn't need to worry about me not having a seat. And I did think to myself, like if, if it was going to happen to anyone, it would happen to me, who's someone who's more than happy to sit at the bar all night. Um, if you are the person that gets too drunk, and I am, then at least be aware of it. <laughs> I've been to many weddings. My cousin's wedding, Alex, my co-host on the podcast of occasion, had a little power nap in the portaloo at his wedding, didn't I? Took myself off to one side, had a little 20 mins. Fresh as a daisy after that. My best friend's wedding a few years ago had a little power nap in the car. Just, oh, I'm just going to go and, yeah, okay, see you in a minute. And set, literally set my alarm. Like, I was drunk, but I was compass mentor. Set my alarm for half an hour, had a little power nap, absolutely fine. Don't be the person that gets too drunk too quickly and, like, passes out or is vomiting on the side of the dance floor because that is not attractive someone will look have to have to look after you and you do not want to be the person that everyone else is talking about the next day 
I mean, there's always going to be that person. Just You just don't want that person to be you, do you? When the dancing starts, when the music starts, don't be the person that uh, requests the songs every five minutes. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that requests a song and then when the song doesn't come on three songs later, you keep looking at the DJ and like gesturing. You know, when you do like that wave to a waiter to bring your bill, like don't do that. Don't gesture to the DJ like, oh, am I, am I next? My song's next. I requested, oh, hi, I came over a while ago and I requested this song and it hasn't been played yet. Like, just don't. They, they, know what they're, they know what they're doing. They're a professional. Oh my God, I've just remembered. Don't be the guy who takes the photographer off for their own personal photo shoot because that has happened once at a wedding. I was told about this from one of my couples. Their family, the groom's family, literally like took the photographer off to one side and had their own private photo shoot. Like the audacity. Can you imagine? They were literally like, can you just come with us for 10 minutes, please? which turned out to be half an hour and they like did their own personal photo shoot. Mental. Um, so don't be that guy either. Do not jeer in the speeches. If you're that drunk, like just walk away. If you can't be quiet, then leave the room. <laughs> That's what I say to my husband when we fight. Um, don't, you know, if it's funny, laugh. If it's naughty, ooh, giggle, giggle. Um, don't be, hey, hey. no one wants that that one there do they no one appreciates that one and i think when you leave you must thank the couple well actually no if you've thanked the couple at some point during the day absolutely speak to them and say like thank you so much for having me and you look amazing and it's so wonderful blah 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 if you are leaving and they are in the middle of a dance or they're in the middle of the thick of it do not feel the need to say goodbye as long as you've spoken to them that day and like meaningfully you've spoken to them and you've said thank you so much for having me and this is beautiful don't feel like you have to say goodbye to them if they're in the middle of something or they're having their photo taken or they're having a dance or they're chatting to someone else like don't it's not rude to leave without saying goodbye something i do think though is that if you are at a wedding at someone's house like the bridal groom's house i think it's really nice to go and thank the hosts so go and thank the parents who own the home where the wedding is being held and i think that's the kind of thing that goes a long way because you know even if they're not paying for it they're still hosting it like physically so i think it's just really polite to say thank you um and you know what i i don't know why this is this is an ick that i have should I? I'm going to offend people. Meh, I'll say it. I don't love female guests wearing red at a wedding. I don't know why. I do know why. I'll tell you. I think my cousin, one of my cousins got married years ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago. And it was a New Year's Eve wedding. And there was a young girl there wearing a red silk backless dress. And if I'm totally honest, my issue was, is that I was going through a heavy phase and this young girl looked absolutely sensational. Like she looked so good that it wasn't just me that was like jealous and staring, like everyone was staring at her. And I think that's what got my back up. And ever since then, I've got a thing now about red dresses at weddings. I just think anything that is too revealing or too look at me it's not about you and I think that's very telling in a person 
I've been to other weddings where people have worn very inappropriate outfits. And I think everyone wants to look their best and everyone's got their own style and you should 100% be yourself. But it's this, someone else's wedding is not an opportunity for you to draw attention to yourself. You know? God, that was wise, wasn't it? And also a little condescending and rude. So if you like red and you've worn red to a wedding, I apologize. That was a very quick summary, but I've, you know, I've really covered all my points. Um, I hope if you are going to a million and one weddings this this season, that you have the best time ever. Um, just enjoy it. It's God, it's so much fun. This is why I do what I do because I love it. I love a wedding and I don't even get drunk at the ones I work at, obviously. Um, I have the best time. Just enjoy it. Just be respectful. Be a nice person and understand that you know, whatever you're eating, whatever you're drinking, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're hearing has been paid for. <laughs> yeah. So like respect the fact that someone has paid for you to be there and for you to have a good time. So understand that and appreciate that and, and understand that not everyone is there and that you're lucky. You're lucky to be there. You obviously mean something to the couple that are getting married. And that's lush, isn't it? That's just bloody gorgeous. So however many weddings you're going to this season, if any, have the most amazing time and don't wear red, okay? See you all next week. Disclaimer, if that's the right word. I don't wanna upset you, but just a little reminder that next week is gonna be the last episode of the podcast. Not forever. Don't you burst into tears on me. But just for now, you know, just until the autumn when things calm down a bit for me because I'm just totally B2B, absolutely snowed under. So this is the penultimate episode of the season. I'm going to call it the season because I don't think I've said season enough. Do you think I've said season enough? Seasoning, seasonal, seasonation. <laughs> So I'll see you next week. It'll be the last for a while, but then you can re-listen really and if you want to talk to me, just give me a ring. Speak to you later. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.